show has always been, you, you don't need a lot of the world that you think you need. Stay home, mix yourself a drink, pick up a book, put on a record, talk to your friends or loved ones in person, in the phone, whatever you want. And that gives you a lot of the things that people actually need for happiness. Welcome to Landline Podcast. You're lucky because on today's episode, it's Saul versus Alex, Alex versus Saul. Alex. Saul. I just had a uh, short stack of cardamom vanilla pancakes with some a side of plump, short, sort of chodish, chodish sausages from the farmer's market. So I thought of you. Nice. At least you don't have to worry about getting swine food from the sausages. Because I can just get it some other way? So we're going to have an omakase landline. Every, it's Saturday morning now. This is going to go up on Sunday. There'll probably be another one midweek. It's the, it, you're the first call landline made uh, post-coronavirus, you know, intervention. So, All right. Now, you're, you're not going to like the part where I tell you that I can't do a full cast right now. Can you do – hold on. Can you do 10 minutes? I can do 10 minutes. I can do 10. I can do like 10 minutes with a hard stop so that then I can go to yoga. All right. That's great. So you're still exercising in the crisis. Just <clears throat> give us your mental state in two minutes and then we'll go quick into the bear versus bull. All right. Well, I'm holed up in San Diego at a fancy hotel. I went down for a conference. I wasn't traveling irresponsibly just for recreation and luxury. And I showed up at the conference for the opening reception and cocktails and it had been shut down by order of San Diego County about half an hour prior. Was the bar, was the bar still set up? Like what about the, what was the situation with the liquor? There were like 300 angry writers pounding martinis. (laughs) Okay. And one different one, which was me. So, I did that, and then since I had a non-refundable hotel booking for a week in San Diego, I was essentially of the opinion that I shouldn't completely sort of uh, curtail my enjoyment of the city or the fact that I was in San Diego and leave immediately, so instead I'm just here. And I'm exercising, I'm going to yoga classes, I'm not self-quarantining, I'm not being like the best social distancer, but I'm also being a much better one than like a lot of other people I see, which makes me feel better. And I bought gummy vitamin C chewy things from CVS yesterday because I felt like I should do something. 
And is your stress level creeping up as the days go on, or do you feel like you're at a steady? I mean, you don't have kids, you don't have a significant other with you presently, and that doesn't mean that you would be less stressed out. But you're not you're not in an echo chamber of stress. You don't have like a partner to share stress with. Thus, your stress level may be somewhat diminished. But I could be wrong. Well, I mean, you could also argue that instead the ideas just sort of bounce around in your head without any, like, um, you know, place to exit. But, you know, that's what we have phones for. I, I talk to you and I can get stressed. I talk to Catherine and I can get stressed. I talk to my brother and I can get stressed. So, you know, there's plenty of there's, there's, stress is easily accessible should I choose to find it. Now, you're in the midst of sort of a transition with where you live, moving. You have a little time here where you're in between. You're 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 um, not seasonal, but you're you're migratory. You're a migratory worker in the in one sense, and you're you were about to go on a migration. Um, and so, I mean, what's your just what's what if things get dicey? What are you gonna do? I think they're going though. I mean, I talked to my brother earlier. One of his best friends uh, from Hanover is now a health and statistics researcher at an Ivy League university who's like devoted his whole career to using statistical modeling to figure out diseases. And he say, he says things are going to get bad fast. So I'm working on I'm working under that assumption. Like I'm working under the assumption that I'm not saying this will happen, but it would not surprise me if in a week or two it was much harder to go places, move freely, um, go out for a steak or an omakase dinner or anything like that. So to me, you know, New England is kind of where where it's at. I mean, if we if this does go, you know, Cormac McCarthy and groves of um, zombies start trying to eat us like one while we're like holed up on our, you know, basements or something, then to me, like you want to be in New Hampshire, right? That's kind of like ideal. So I'm going to leave California temporarily because obviously in California, everything's just worse. There's going to be more sick people. It's going to, there's going to be, the only thing that'll be better is the traffic, right? That'll be like the only single reason to like not leave California. And it'll be better compared to bad. It won't be better compared to anywhere else where nobody's driving. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to just hightail it to Boston on Monday or Tuesday. Um, and then I'm going to just go there. And if they start shutting things down, then two hours later, I'll just be on the lake in New Hampshire, the self-quarantining away. All right. Well, your time is running. New Hampshire liquor store. <clears throat> right. I did stock a full bar yesterday, and I'm going to call Giles to talk about that. That I, I went and just threw down. It had been five years. It's probably been 10, 15 years since you and I lived together in 2006 in New York on the on in, in Morningside Heights when I last had a bar and I was like it's just time to have a bar. Yeah, out of all the times to have one it's now. All right, well your time to yoga is getting closer. I guess I think we should probably I I was thinking about having an omakase Sunday and then another omakase Wednesday for the listeners. So maybe we just leave the Alex versus Saul, Saul versus Alex bear versus bull segment for the next episode and we can record it later um so putting that aside because i think it's a little bit of a meatier topic and i kind of want to start by telling everyone like okay it's crisis 
And then once the crisis episode is out, we're going to need to come up with other topics. And there are many. And, and economy can be number two. But are you going to wear a mask on the plane? I mean, that's a serious question. Uh, more um, A more serious question is, are you going to fly first? Like, how does this impact your status? And, you know, is the are you going to fly mint? And also, like, how are you going to consume food and alcohol, you know, in and around the airport and the airplane, given the new situation? Great questions. Great questions. So, I mean, first of all, I'm not, I'm not going to wear a mask because I don't think masks do anything. And I couldn't get one if I wanted to. But if I had one, I wouldn't wear it. I just I don't think that they do anything. I think that the danger is like me, like, you know, um, putting down my tray table for my first scotch and soda and then like scratching my ear. It's not wearing a mask. Um, mint to me, obviously at this point is basically an essential like a uh, utility because you don't want to be squeezed around people. You want like plenty of, you know, breathing space around you. So absolutely I want that. And I want to be on like my own seat on my own side of the plane. And I don't want people next to me. I don't want to have to, you know, um, feel someone's like breath against the side of my neck. Eating, drinking, I mean, you know, at this point, you do what you can, right? You you, you do it, you use a fork, I'm probably not going to order like a burger or a lobster roll, or if I do, then I'll like use a knife and a fork. Um, cocktails, obviously, bottled beer is arguably safer, but I think that's kind of a debatable question. And just keep, you know, scrubbing those hands, keeping them... Um, as clean as can be before and afterwards. But yeah, I mean, to me, it's, is it is it ideal? Is what you know? If if I were, if if I had a choice, would I be flying and going through an airport? No, but I also think that no one's like shouting at me. You're insane if you do this. So I think that's okay, sort of. Yeah, I feel um, you. We're still we're we're still. I think if you're trying to travel six weeks from now, it's going to be considerably more risky than traveling now. I think this, that traveling now and getting exposed is probably, and then getting someplace safe is probably safer than staying and having to get exposed because you don't feel like you can lock down your lair as well. Now, the other option that I, that I have seriously thought about it is because I have multiple plane tickets and multiple airlines to multiple cities at this point. That's sort of a habit these days. And I'll just cancel the ones I don't use. And I've, I have thought about just flying right back to the Bay Area, getting in my car and just bombing across the country. Now, think about every single truck stop you're going to have to go to. And we've talked about that on Landline, how surprised you were that you just couldn't get a fresh piece of food between, you know, Salt Lake City and uh, Pittsburgh. Um, what think about all the exposure you're going to, I mean, unless you're, you know, you have to eat, you could, I guess you could piss in a bottle, like shit on the side of the road and like eat whatever food you had inside of you, but like you're or inside of you on in their car, but you're just going to be going to public restrooms the entire time if you're driving. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're going to get, you're, you're going to get, I mean, you know, one, one way or the other, you're going to have to at some point touch a gas pump or, you know, swipe a credit card in a motel or, you know, whatever it is. So that's, that's not necessarily better. Well, I've been accused I've been accused of being ahead of the curve on this. So I'll tip my hat to my fans on that. But 
you were ahead of the curve on saying, like, we're all just going to get this. That's what you said to me 10 days ago. Now, I think you're probably a little bit more serious now, but you were the first person who was like, isn't everyone just going to get this thing? And it feels like increasingly that's what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I stand by that, and I, I wasn't being flippant. You know, I, I was saying seriously that, you know, maybe not every American will, but that, you know, ultimately 100 million people are going to get coronavirus or 50 or 75 or 125, whatever it is. Um, I think one thing that I've learned in the last 10 days is that, which I wasn't fully thinking about, is that so much depends on how many people get it at one time to allow the healthcare system to not be overwhelmed. So, you know, I'll sort of amend my remarks in that context, but it doesn't change my general opinion that this thing is going to, um, it's going to get out there going to get out there. There's probably, what, anytime, anywhere from 100 to 1,000 times more cases than are being reported right now. Nobody has a clue about that. So, me personally, yeah, I, I kind of stand by what I said. I think a lot of people are going to get coronavirus, and thank God, just about all of them statistically are going to be okay after they do all right, well, we'll let you go. We want you to call the landline, 503-894-8480, with updates on your, your – you're basically – you're a migratory being that needs to get to their home base, and you haven't arrived yet. Some of us have. Some of us are on our way. Some of us are waiting to go or deciding whether or not we should, and, and you're definitely – you have a plan to. You're, de- you're not at home now, and, in fact, even when you get home, you're not going to stay there. So keep us informed. We look forward to talking to you. Um, here's, here's a question. Here's a question for you. I mean, let's say you're you're being responsible. You're kind of hunkering in. You know, you're um, you know you're getting your work done from home. You're doing all of the. You got plenty of food in the freezer. What do you do? You think that if someone was to just not turn on any cable news and not read air, not read any headlines from newspapers and just stay away from media, would that person be happier and more functional mentally? Well, it, this is if you, just, if you quarantined yourself from news, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, so interestingly enough, my father, who's seventy-four and is very with it, but um, just doesn't use the news for internet. Excuse me, doesn't use the internet for news. Doesn't use doesn't use the browser on his iPhone. He has an iPhone, but it's really it doesn't even use email on his iPhone. Just uses it for text and for calls, because cell phone companies won't let you have an old phone anymore. And then reads the paper. Goes to the convenience store in downtown Hanover, New Hampshire, buys the papers, the Globe, the Times, the Valley News, that gets delivered, and then reads the paper, and then watches the news at night. So, you know, he's he's basically consuming news like everyone else did in 2003. He seems generally less stressed right now. Forget about even quarantining himself from the news. Just being 24 hours behind the news because so much is happening in 24 hours. So there's an example of yes. I mean, I've called him a few times, and he, he still thinks he's going to come visit us in two weeks. So there you go. Um, in terms of stress level, it snowed about a half an inch or a quarter inch of wet snow in Portland this morning. It's actually snowing big flakes right now. What It was like a comforting blanket of nature over the entire city, and Homer and I got our snowsuits on and went out 
with a cooler top to go sledding in the park nearby. The cooler top didn't work, by the way, and we had to borrow from another family. But there were probably 50 people out in the park gallivanting around like a, you know, painting, uh, a winter, a, a modern winter scene, a Norman Rockwell scene with dogs frolicking. And that seemed like everything was normal. And being in touch with nature alone, the birds chirping, the flowers coming out, the daffodils being covered with snow, that all decreased my stress level. So the answer is 100 times yes. I think we all know it. What's so fascinating is the addiction to the information is still there, right? I mean, I have, it's like, I wish there was, I wish we had a confession booth on Landline and someone else would have to be my priest because I would just confess all of my Landline sins and they are so lengthy from the last three weeks, from the last three years, I mean, from the last lifetime, but certainly in the last three, three weeks and last week, it's been insane with the text messages, the FaceTime, but also the news. And I think... You know, my dad said something to me this morning that really stuck, which is that people will ultimately resolve. This will be resolved in a way, even if people get sick going outside, the modern human species is not going to quarantine the way that Wuhan did, at least not in America. We'll just start going outside and getting sick after a while. We just especially if there's no sports on TV. I mean, what what the fuck are we going to do? So I think the I think the model is I mean Italy's the model, right? I mean we we Italians are not going outside and one of the reasons is because they're fined sixty euros if they do. Right. So and you know, that gets into the economy. Your Italy is gonna be the brokest country on earth in about three months. So um so Yes, I think at some point we're all, anyone who's listening to this is alive, even if they're on their deathbed, and they, and we, we should still enjoy it while it's here, and those of us who don't feel sick at all, what a blessing, I mean, how nice is it to not feel sick for now, and how nice is it that most of us will be okay, and yeah, I mean, the sun keeps rising, um, I think we all thought the planet was going to implode on us, and instead we're just going to kill ourselves way before that. So that's kind of an interesting zag that at least wasn't going on in my environmentalist mind for a long time. Um, so I don't know. I mean, at some point the news – what's interesting is at some point the, the cell phone that's in the basket plugged in with the keys near the front door or you know in your back pocket – will be, as if we didn't know this, but it has always been, but will definitely be the evil bearer of, of, of bad news. It will be something that you want to stay away from, right? And so that's going to be an interesting thing. I mean, what good news is coming out of there? And, and I was joking about sports, but I actually think it's real. When I'm done gobbling up political news on my iPhone, I go to sports because it's just stupid, and it doesn't matter. There is no sports. There is no, what is there? What is there to do other than watch old movies and new movies? I, mean, I, I, I disagree on that. And I know that you watch more sports than me and follow them closely. I, you know, I think at times care a lot about them depending on what time of the year it is and what's on and, you know, how people are doing and so forth. But I mean, to me, to me, it's simple. I, I have a fucking huge stack of books that I'm reading and wanting to read. I mean, yeah. if, you know, if, if sports isn't playing, I'm sorry, but I'm not. My heart's not going to break. I'll no, fucking 
that's good. Okay, there you go. Books, not even attached to the internet or the Roku or the cable. So there you go. There it is. Puzzles, books. I mean, it really is. It's like land, landlines time to shine. Go out, go outside. You know, if, if right. people are freaking out about gyms, at a, at a certain point, maybe I won't go to my yoga studio anymore, and I'll just start running outside the way I also enjoy. Yeah, or instead of biking on a Peloton or in a spin class, just bike down the road and see what goes by. Yeah, exactly. So it, 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 it turns out that there are things to do to entertain yourself. I mean, we're not in The Shining. We're not like um, locked in like a snowbound hotel, like going insane. But yeah, the news quarantine. I mean, the other thing is there is no. It's not like September 11th where it's like, is another building going to blow up? Are we getting invaded? Did we invade something? Like, there's no other new news. The news is there's a really bad virus going around. If you get it, you can't be around other people. If it gets really bad, you have to go to the hospital. And if when you get to the hospital, the situation might not be that great. But Let's keep it in perspective that way, too. I mean, we are dealing with something that we have not had to deal with in modern society. The last time we had to deal with something like this was 1918. The only other example I can think about is polio uh, in the kind of 1940 World War II era. But the thing with polio is that it only targeted children. It was obviously, you know, much, much, much worse. If you did get it, you were a bit less likely to. And that's when people were really talking about these kind of quarantines, you know, closing down public swimming pools in, you know, New York City in the middle of August, sending kids upstate to the Catskills and so forth. And and my point is, there's no, what are, at some point you've gotten everything out of the phone that you need to get. What is the new news that you need to get? Like, what is it? I mean, to communicate with friends, that's one thing, and I get that, and, and I think that that is actually where we're so lucky to have technology right now. But um, especially with, you know, video chat. But but in terms of like I need to check and I've been doing it. I need to check Drudge. I need to check The New York Times. I need to check The Post. I need to check PoliticalWire.com. I need to check CNBC. I mean, I guess the market is one thing that is changing that people can. But in terms of the virus, like there's no new news. It's coming. It's going to be there. Nobody should check the market. That's Jesus. Shoot yourself. I mean, that's why people jump out of windows. I, I have a ton of money in the market. And I'm going to try just not to give a shit about it or even remember that it's there. I'll check the market three years from now. Yeah. All right. Well, don't be late for yoga. Yoga in San Diego. We all wish we were doing that. Well, yeah. I mean, from my hotel suite, I have a view of the um, baseball stadium, which obviously would be empty even at normal times, but now it's emptiness just seeing those stark rows of empty bleachers on this like gray drizzly day seems a metaphor for the times that we are in all right well we look forward to more check-ins and yeah i mean i think the stack of books i think can you like there's we could do we could literally do a series of corona we can you me and you can podcast every 10 minutes we want to hear about but what books there are can you just name three books before you go just for the for the, you know, and feel free to plug your own if you want. No, I mean, forgive my own. You know, here's here's what you should do. Read, read The Stand by Stephen King. That'll, that'll take you through a good 1,200 pages. Follow it up with, 
you know, Cormac McCarthy's, you know, The Road, and then maybe Philip Roth's Nemesis about the polio times. And then after reading those three, you'll feel a lot better because we're not that bad off. We're not having to go into iron lungs and come out cripples for life. We're not going to be turned into zombies and eaten, and 99% of our population isn't going to die. So, you know, it's hard not to read that kind of fiction and I feel a bit better about where we are. All right. I guess it wasn't your answer wasn't Tuesdays with Maury. <laughs> well, read fucking Tuesdays with Maury too, and then you'll probably be crying at the end of it. It's a really sad book, and it's very emotional and powerful. And that's why it sold like three million copies. All right. Well, thank you so much for making time for us. Um, have a good class and namaste. Hey, what's your one thing you can't run out of in your food supply? Gin. Nice. All right. Goodbye. Or to be technical, I guess, olives. Olives would be a disaster. <laughs> All right. And on. actually, on a side note, I was down in Uruguay uh, where we discovered that they sell bagged olives, literally just plastic bags swimming with olives. And one of my deepest regrets that I now have is not bringing... 50 suitcases worth of bagged olives back to bring into quarantine with me. Yum. Well, we're going to the farmer's market in the snow, so that's my dedication to uh, living a normal life. Now, my last question for you, would you say that you or your wife feels more sort of stressed about the way things are going with this? And Or are you on the same page and do you, do you feel like that's a good thing or not? I'm the alarmist. I, you know, my mom and my sister said to me the other day, I never knew you were such a nervous person. And Anna said to me that I, my Jewish side was showing the other day. So, um, I mean, I started crying yesterday morning because of worrying about, I started crying when public schools got canceled and I knew that my three-year-old's daycare would get canceled. Although it's not, it's like the best news of the week is that, um, young people child care in Oregon, the governor has actually encouraged them to stay open, whether or not that's an issue, because I think a lot of the nurses and medical people that need to be working have little kids. And what are they supposed to do if their three year old is at home? Um, but I started crying when I was going to have to explain to him why his school with his friends that he loves and plays in the yard. So free, like, I just don't want him to have to worry about this. And if the kid is, you know, you can say, oh, it's vacation, but like six weeks in, if there's no preschool, that was pretty upsetting to me. So um, I'm more stressed out sometimes, but I also don't know what it's like to be inside of her head. I only know what she tells me. I know that inside of my head, it's pretty stressful. Um, I am, um, you know, I, it's funny how stressed I was about the election and stressed I was about how my job was frustrating me and stressed I was about whether or not I would get to go back east for a family vacation this summer after getting to go to Europe for a family vacation in June, although I think that'll be canceled. And now it's like, I wish I could have that life back. I, w I think so many people wish that they could have the life of a month ago back, even if Bernie Sanders was the nominee. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's crazy. It's crazy how much has changed, but now I've got, you know, a $300 bar, um, frozen chicken tenders, 90 pounds of grass fed beef. I'm about to get a quarter of a pig. 
Um, I've got, you know, 15-pound sack of rice. I've got gallons of different kinds of vinegar. I've got cans of fish. I'm set. I got, I have a yard. I have a yard on two different sides of my house. I have a little fence. I've got a great neighborhood that's going to be blooming with azaleas and magnolias and dogwoods and all kinds of, and already is, budding in the next six weeks. And I can just do loops around my hood and make awesome food, get drunk, drunk and try to have sex, you know? All right. And not, and not watch sports. Yeah, we'll watch vintage sports. I'm going to call Gabe about that. <laughs> that would be a good one. Um, I would definitely put on some ESPN Friday night fights from like the mid-90s. Definitely. I mean, we could watch every Mike Tyson fight. How fun would that be? So much better than whatever fight they were planning on doing this Saturday. Exactly. Hashtag landline. How good would it be to watch like Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, U.S. Open 1996? See, I mean, we almost have had enough don't really need new ones for like a bit it's sort of like you putting like beef in your freezer like you don't have to go get a new cow right now like you have plenty to go on yeah i mean that might be the best takeaway of this little conversation there has been plenty of sports we do not need any more <laughs> well i'm glad that um i i feel better about things i gotta say i feel better about this thing things this talk was good um i'm gonna continue contributing to the san diego economy by eating large steak dinners and we'll see how things go and you know one of the things i've been wanting to podcast with you about forever was how like in classic landline alex form i went to this my cousin's amazing wedding last summer in september and had like the most the largest concentration of landline fans in one place that had ever existed. And all these people were coming up to me and saying how much they love the show. And my aunt who loves the show was like introducing me to people and saying he has such an amazing podcast. And I was so embarrassed and, you know, said like rude things to talk it down. And then just, so I had like this incredible captive audience The The episode I had put up like right before that was the most listened to episode ever and then I just, of course, just flushed it all down the drain by not recording for eight months. And so I think right I think right now you were saying I feel better. Like I think people – there is a community of people that listen to this podcast and they do want to hear conversations and they want to be about friends. And it is kind of cool. Again, like I'll have to go to Landline Confession that we have the ability for me to record something in my little closet in Portland in the basement and – send it out and have people listen to it while they, you know, um, yell at each other about how there's not enough rice. So I think, uh, I think we're in good shape. Look, the essence of this show has always been, you, you don't need a lot of the world that you think you need. Stay home, mix yourself a drink, pick up a book, put on a record, talk to your friends or loved ones in person, in the phone, whatever you want. And, that gives you a lot of the things that people actually need for happiness. And get a landline installed. We could sounding a little Tuesday with Maury that, you know, <laughs> guilty as charged. Well, I mean, get a landline installed. We could all be well, the phone could be ringing in kitchens all over the country, and who knows who it would be? And maybe somebody's kid would answer. But it's time we start calling people's houses and talking to each other's spouses and leaving messages and seeing the answering machine beep when you get home and getting to listen to it and people having to be on the spot about leaving something funny. I mean, no one even leaves voicemail anymore, so everyone should call their Comcast man, tell him to come over with whatever virus he has and install a landline. 
very soon and we can talk tasting menus and um, quarantines. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Don't know right from wrong. We're back again. You're listening to Landline. Thank you.